we're delighted to have a double bill here in the studio. We're so packed with guests today, we've bumped Lockie off Boot camera. <laughs> the direct request from Chris. <laughs> Move this guy out of the way. I just wanted to share the studio with Alyssa. One of our rising <laughs> talents in the women's space, so thought, why don't, why don't we do it together? Well, uh, I'm sure Lockie won't take his demotion too hard. If you hear a disembodied voice, that's yeah, him the, off the screen. Disgruntled murmurings over here. <laughs> Might be me. But uh, we do have the CEO in-house today. We've had him on a couple of times this season on, on Zoom. But Chris Pelavanis, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me in the studio again and uh, really excited to be here. And making her green room debut, Colder United goalkeeper, Alyssa Daloste. Or Dallastair. 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 I'll try and get that right for the rest of the interview. <laughs> okay. Thanks for having me. Uh, delighted to have you join us. Uh, 2018 MPLW Goalkeeper of the Year, is that right? That is correct, yes. And now you're uh, playing with Colty United and training with the development squad uh, with the women at Western United. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you, your career progression and uh, how you got to this point. Um, so I've been playing football probably since I could walk, to be honest, kicking anything I could. <laughs> um, I started with an actual team when I was about six, playing indoor, just on the field. Nothing, didn't go in goals until I was about 10. Um, and then we didn't have a goalkeeper a game, and so they just put me in there, and I, I loved it. I stayed there. It's been, what, 10 years now? It's and yeah. funny how goalkeepers sort of fall into it sometimes. You just get thrown in there, and you're like, if you like it, you like it. If not... <laughs> They say you have to be a little bit crazy. Is that true? I've heard that too. <laughs> is it true though with you? Uh, Only when the mics are off. Yeah. <laughs> Not on camera. I don't know about crazy, but uh, I think you have to be a little bit fearless to want to get yourself in the way of flying projectiles. Yeah, what, 100%. What do you enjoy about goalkeeping? Can you can you distill it down as to um, what the what the joy is in the in the position? I like this. It's very high stress. And I know that sounds a bit crazy, so that probably... Uh, yeah, I think Chris uh, is right. She's, she's nuts. Right, go yeah. On. Um, but, yeah, the high pressure and, I don't know, you just have to, you just have to know if you like it or not. There's mm. not really mm-hmm. anything to it. So you were at Box Hill. You went to Calder. It's sort of like being signed by Manchester United or something in yeah, really. MPLW terms. They're the, the dominant side. Uh, what is different about that setup compared to the rest of the league? Because... So much success there. The quality of the players is obviously really high, but it's also a female-focused club, which is pretty unique in the in the in the Victorian scheme of things. What's it like playing in that environment? I think that definitely plays a part in like the accolades that we've achieved. Playing for a club that isn't female-focused, you know, the support that we get from Calder and the committee and the coaches is is second to none. I haven't experienced that anywhere else. So, I think that yeah. Has that helped your development playing in that environment where everything's geared towards the women all the coaching all the support everyone's focused on the women's team and their results and their development yeah 100 percent. there's 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 been stages where i've played at clubs and had to fight for pitch space or mm. club space or even physio sometimes so even just not having that just keeps the the spirits high absolutely i was going to say josh Pick the Manchester United fan in this room trying to equate Calder, the best team in the MPLW, to being <laughs> a good one to Manchester United. You've got to update your references, <laughs> yeah, Josh. Yeah, my, my frame of reference is still in the early 2000s, I think. It was more like being signed by Manchester. Look, City, if I, I was a Manchester United fan, I'd probably do the same thing. I'd, let's not bring up the team that I support. We're going a long way back for the success, uh, Arsenal, if everyone must know. I know it's embarrassing, <laughs> embarrassing. But um, Alyssa... The fortunes of Calder have been a long, long way from from that we see of my club Arsenal uh, in in recent years, and and you know throughout that all um, you know 
the man in charge of the team has been Mark Torcaso. What's the experience been like of, of working with Mark? And, you know, how do you find his style of coaching and how it works with your crazy goalkeeping game? <laughs> well, it helps that he was a goalkeeper. So 100%. he's just as crazy as me, if not even crazier. You you know him. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty hard question to ask Alyssa because uh, she's got to say positive things. He's going to be... <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll call me later. He'll call her later and... Have a crack. No. Yeah. So from, from from one crazy goalkeeper to another, is he encouraging you to dial up the crazy or, or dial down? Definitely up. He definitely wants more from yeah. me, which is good. More, more crazy. More, more leadership from the back, more shouting yeah, at your defenders yeah. to get in position, that definitely, kind of thing? For sure. It's good. It's good. I haven't had a, a, a coach that's a goalkeeper as well, so he understands, you know, how to implement us into the team training and get, like, what's mm. best out of me. Even game days, like he can tell me, and I, I trust his opinion as well. So it's good. So, and so excited to have that connection too now with the development squad. And hopefully, when we announce our W League's um, license and structure and what it's going to look like, I think uh, Mark will be very heavily involved in that. Mm. And um, and we'll see, you know, the clear connection with Calder. And I think that's going to be what's exciting about this partnership, but also the opportunities for Alyssa and, and some of her fellow teammates. What's that looked like so far coming into Western United with the development squad on the, on the road, of course, to having an A-League women's team? Uh, how has that experience been? How has it helped you? It's been great. Um, coming into a professional environment, so to speak, um, it's good for the girls to experience that. It's a nice stepping stone to what's mm. to come at the end of the year, I think, instead of being just thrown in the deep end of, of the, the level of MPL compared to A-League women. I think, I think it's good for the girls to experience and you've played with a number of players who do play A-League women's in the off-season. So you know what the level is. You know yeah. what that's going to take. Where do you see your game improving to, to make that step up? Are you ready? Um, I'm, I think I'm ready, yeah. I think I've been ready for a few years. Haven't had the opportunity, yeah. but everything happens for a reason. Hopefully at the end of this year, it all goes smooth sailing and we get there. Chris, tell me more about the... Uh women's development squad and what Western United are trying to achieve here. Well, I was just listening to Alyssa and how good is it to the, the ability for us to give more girls an opportunity to play at the elite mm. level. I mean, you just hear that and, you know, for all the people ever doubting if Western or any other team wants to enter the A-League women's competition, I think giving people like Alyssa and, and her fellow teammates an opportunity is what we do it for. And um, I'm super excited to see these girls get the crack. You know, I've got to meet some of these girls and, and now they're in our development squad you know we've had the opportunity to go to Tassie playing Ballarat with these girls and I can see that they're ready and not only they're ready they're going to embrace this you know challenge and um, with a little bit of experience that will be toppled into this team I think we're going to have a really good team on our hands and a team that will be very competitive and I know Alyssa's ready and I know she knows she's mm. ready we just they just need opportunities and it's like a lot of young athletes mm. they just need opportunities to have a go and and that's what we're going to do next year and I can't wait to see our you know, girls run out onto the pitch for the first time. I think we'll all be there and we'll be super excited. Well, without revealing too much, you can only assume that the, the squad that you put out for next season is going to be based on this colder squad that you've been working with. How much will that, I'll ask this both of you, I mean, how much will that continuity help hit the ground running with the program? Well, for me, that was one of the big selling points for um, women's football, A-League women's football, is the ability to have that continuity we, in the past, you know, not us, but other A-League teams will, you know, take a handful of Calder girls and train them for two months and then they send them back to their clubs. Now we have a real opportunity to work with these girls for 12 months. So what that means is hopefully they'll improve the development 
and then you know they'll be listening to a similar voice playing a similar style and they'll continue to improve and that's what we're excited about so yeah we believe the majority of the the team that will take part in the uh, our inaugural team will come through Calder but the opportunities to bring as well talent from other areas but we will really want to focus on Calder and girls from the western Melbourne uh, Alyssa, and Victoria. it must be great for you to you know hear someone like Chris talking about these kind of things you know someone with a-League women's ambitions of your own to, to be involved uh, in a club with such a clear commitment to, to getting into that pathway and, and bringing that, you know, core cold aside with them must just be an awesome experience for yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's so great. I think it's it's good for us to have that time to prepare. Um, being involved in some of the A-League women's teams, there's been a, a short period of preparation for the mm. season. So I think having, what, 12 months to prepare will definitely be good when it comes to round one. And as a squad, it must like inspire you all to, to push yourself to that extra level as well in, in training. Yeah, 100%. All the girls are pushing each other. We're pushing ourselves. I think I think it'll be good, yeah. Well, before that happens, you've, of course, got an MPLW season yeah, to prepare for. Yeah. How are you feeling about this campaign? I mean, you go in as favourites, but that comes with its own pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I think, I think for the last few years, we've had a target on our back and... Um, even for the Nike Cup, we had the same thing. And to be honest, not a lot of people thought we would win, but we, we showed up. and Because you were missing all your best players yeah, and right, so forth. Right. And it turns out <laughs> you actually had, actually had some depth there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the season to start going. We've been preparing. Uh, practice game's coming up, and, and yeah, it's going to be good. Excited. Well, the other part of your role here is as an ambassador for the food relief round with, uh, with Food Bank Victoria. Uh, tell us what this cause means to you and, and to be representing Colder United on, on Sunday. Yeah, I think Food Bank is, is such an important charity. Um, hearing about the the people that go hungry, I, I think everyone deserves to have an adequate access to food. And for me to be able to support that and um, help raise awareness, I, it means a lot to me. And for anyone that can, I encourage you to donate to Food Bank Victoria. Yeah, and Chris, when we were speaking to, to Matt, earlier one of the big things that he earmarked about why this partnership between food bank and western united works so well is that western are a club who are not afraid to get their face out and about in the community and it's something we've spoken about before i mean this partnership just seems like a a really good synergy how did it all come together yeah i mean it's an it's an amazing synergy for our club and and for food bank victoria because it tears on the heartstrings not only of our um, I guess our community in terms of our, our um, fans and members, but also our staff and players. When I go up to one of the players and say, hey, can you help us out with this you know, um, activation with Food Bank? We get four or five hands up straight mm. away. You know, In other times, they're all turning their back and going the other way, which is fair enough. But um, that's what's exciting about this because I think we can all relate to the importance of um, you know, helping people and improve, you know, the, the current statistics about starvation, you know. When I read these statistics, I still can't believe it. You know, you've got 1.2 million children out there that are, don't have adequate food. I think none of us would believe that that's true. And, and when you read that, you go, how can we help to make a difference? And that's why I think it's a really good partnership for us. And, you know, we're going to do a little everything we can little by little. But as our club grows as well, we'll be able to contribute more and more. And it's super exciting. And as we come out of COVID, I think... We'll do a lot more in the schools uh, area and a lot more in the community, which I think um, all parties that are connected to this partnership will appreciate. Without wanting to stereotype, I mean, does this issue resonate even 
more clearly in the West, given that it is a working class area. You've got new migrants, certain people that are more prone to food insecurity issues in a time like this. Yeah, potentially. Look, I don't know the ins and outs of which areas, but you'd assume that there'd be um, people in the West that are struggling as well. So for us, that's also important to you know focus on those areas. But I think it's a it's a charity that we want to help. You know, it doesn't matter where the kids are. In reality, we want to help the whole the whole state yeah. get out of this problem because I think um, when you read the statistics, it shocks all of us. So I think um, if we can play our little part to help in that journey, I think it's an important one. And just hearing Alyssa speak and um, Ryan Scott and Leo Lacrasse speak about this matter, I think it's um, something that is really important for our club and our DNA. Well, there's an opportunity to have a go at the crossbar at halftime as part of this promotion. Uh, Alessandro Diamanti made it look rather easy on you. He probably had 15 there. attempts. And, oh, I won't say that. No, take that off, take that off, take that off. No. Um, yeah, he does make a lot of things look easy on the pitch and because uh, he, is, he is phenomenal, our captain, and he's quite special. So hopefully someone can do the same thing on Sunday and um, you know, hopefully we can raise a lot of funds also for Food Bank Victoria. Well, Alyssa... Those precision, you know, long kicks are a pretty important part of any goalkeeper's game. Do you have any advice for the the faithful few who have to step up and try and hit the crossbar on Sunday? Oh, just trust yourself. Just that's it. Just smash it. Just smash it. Psych yourself up. Yeah. As crazy as possible. Yeah. Perfect. I don't know if you're allowed to wear studs inside the ground as a spectator, Amy, but I find out I find those halftime things. Almost always do a John Terry and, and almost lose your standing foot. Everyone, everyone holds back never, a little bit. I think that's bit. why I've never put my name forward. I can't be caught on camera falling over in front of thousands of people. It's, <laughs> can't, I can't afford that PR hit, you know. <laughs> Got to carry his boots with him everywhere he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, Lockie's... Do you want me to go get him? No. Lock, Lockie's actually got the Western United gear on today, so I think he's still waiting for a call-up. Yeah. Uh, if I there's an injury crisis. <laughs> need to stay on, firm on the ground is what I need. For the for the men's first team coming into this game, so it's a big game as well. It's not all about the charity stuff. There's also points on the line and a title challenge to maintain. Yeah, I mean, another three points on the line. I think um, the team's doing really well up to this point, but now it's important about consolidating this and going to the next level. So the next month is really important for us. Um, I think the team's in a really good place mentally, uh, physically as well. I think we've come out of the COVID period and embraced the challenges of COVID, and I think... Um, a lot of credit should be given to all the football department staff. Um, John Aloisi, as a leader, I think has made a, you know, an amazing difference to the club and has been um, phenomenal for our culture and resetting the club, uh, in particular from where we came from from last season. Alisa, watching this team, you must be uh, impressed with the defensive discipline on display and, and the goalkeeping as well. Jamie Young absolutely smashing it. So many clean sheets. It's yeah, unbelievable. I know. It's crazy. It's good. It's good for us to look up to that. Yeah. Hopefully lead by example. And any That's little... Good. Tidbits that you've picked up on this season from Jamie Young. He's he's one that doesn't hold back when he's uh, speaking yeah, to his that, trainers. Yeah, that, that, that's probably the most. <laughs> Just that, yeah. I feel like you've got some very particular influences around you, like <laughs> very vocal Jamie Young, Mark Torcaso, a goalkeeper in the past. Like you've, you've definitely got some people encouraging you to to be as wild be as, crazy, yeah. as possible. Do you have any idols, goalkeeping idols, in mm. the women's or men's game growing up? Um, Buffon. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. He's, he's quite good, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. He's all right. Really good. He's all right. <laughs> I mean, but he, he has whole uh, rituals and things. I think he, he wrote a uh, uh, ode to the goalposts or something when he retired yeah. for the first time before he came back. Yeah, before and he came back. He's, uh, do you have superstitions and things like that before um, the game? I do, yeah. I have to put my left glove on first and Ooh. I have to touch the crossbar before the game. 
Is there any history behind that? Is no. there a reason or just, I started just one thing it you decided and to I had do? a really good game. Yeah. And then it usually is the way. I just figured I have to do it. It's just to show off the wingspan, really. Yeah, just to course. show the opposition players the height, they can't yeah, trip you. Scare them. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of you, thank you so much for joining us here in the FNR studio. Have fun on Sunday. Raise money for a good cause. We'll be cheering on West United.